Hello again, and welcome to another light reading podcast, the Notebook Dump Edition. Congratulations, you made it through another week. My name is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. Hey, it's uh, Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. Jeff, did you forget what your name was for a second? You had to look down. <laughs> I at your did. Notes. I, I had to think about it. It's been quite a week. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and just where so am I? Just, yeah. just so what day is it? To yeah. pull the curtain all the way back. We're, we're of course we record this on a Thursday, so it runs on a Friday, and we're like in the middle of earnings hell right now. You know, getting <laughs> stories across and writing and trying to figure out what's been said and what they said before. So we're all a little bit, you know, at the edge of our comprehension ability so this should be a really good podcast oh yeah what am i doing yeah uh so let's start with kelsey let's get it let's get it off of jeff's plate uh, what uh what what fell out of your notebook this week uh so i had um it, it seemed like it was all submarine subsea cables all the time this week um we had two podcasts one was with um jim fagan um, with a global cloud exchange and he was just giving kind of an overview of the company and then talking about the subsea cable industry and you know Jeff asked him some great questions like what if a shark bites a cable what do you do um, so that's a fun one <laughs> to listen yeah. to <laughs> uh, and then also talk to Sienna and Altabox Carrier they uh, had a joint project on an 800G deployment um, on Altabox's NOUK um, cable, mm -hmm. and they said it was the Altabox is the first provider to achieve um, 800 gigs over a submarine cable link. Um, so that's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. And they also were telling us about, um, you know, their goal for customers and to, uh, of course, provide more bandwidth, but also. Uh, establish Norway more as a data center hub uh, because they also have a lot of renewable energy and hydropower there. It's colder. So uh, I thought it was interesting that they brought up that data centers used to be located in, uh, I suppose, like major metro areas or, you know, the location was really important, but now with more yeah. edge computing, um, places like Norway kind of have their time to shine. So uh, that mm -hmm. that was interesting to hear about. Yeah, yeah. the the um, The location of data centers is interesting because it it definitely they're so uh, big, so energy consuming, and they produce so much heat inside of the you know building itself. That having them in more friendly climates um, and also places, let's be honest, that aren't going to be flooding every five right. weeks or you know something like that Bonus. Not, not, yeah. not in the yeah not in the path of yeah. climate change storms and stuff like that not to say that norway is not affected by climate change but it seems to be yeah. a little less severe over there um so yeah that's probably going to go into it as well um yeah that's cool uh yeah 800 gigs also interesting because it's finally rolling out in you know a variety of uses and it seems like we were just, I mean, it was still in the science project stage, like 18 months ago, yeah. you know, they were still in the testing phase and that sort of thing. So that's pretty remarkable and, and kind of exciting that 800 gig has gone as far as it has. And I guess we'll talk about, you know, maybe many more commercial applications by the time we get to the OFC show, uh, you know, in 2023 in March, because that's usually where all the optical networking folks, uh, come out from under their uh, uh, rocks, rocks. And, and talk to us. 
Oh, sunshine. I know I'm going to get an email about that comment. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, yeah. So everybody check out uh, Kelsey's podcast. Uh, Jeff, uh, obviously you were just, you were just doing AT&T uh, earnings covering the fiber side. Um, right. Uh, do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about something else? That yeah. Week? Yeah. Right. Cause we are kind of on the front edge of uh, earnings season now. And uh, yeah, AT&T is always one of those that, that go on that, side of it um yeah i thought the uh i mean from the the broadband side i mean that their stories continues their story continues to be fiber to the premises really and once again yeah they they added um a bunch of fiber subs but they also lost a bunch of non-fiber subs and yeah, it's pretty even <laughs> you know it's like kind of a a wash almost but they, they came uh under just a they lost like 28,000 or something um, when you combine them together. But the other kind of takeaway there was that uh, their AT&T's fiber subscriber base has surpassed the non-fiber subscriber base. I think it happened like, like this is the quarter where they kind of crossed over. Uh, they don't even put DSL right. in that group. Um, it's almost like, and then there's DSL and, you know, they're, they're just melting Aww. down. Um uh, the middle so, child kind of yeah exactly <laughs> so it, it, it's uh yeah. just like can we please just get past this thing um i think only, uh, i think they built out like 500,000 more uh fiber locations during the quarter uh interestingly enough some analysts thought that was kind of weak i think they were expecting them to be like around a million like cadence per, per quarter. So it's like, come on, AT&T kick it into gear here. But uh, I think they're, they're yeah. definitely moving as fast as they can. I think that, uh, you know, their, their long-term plan, uh, like was like, it's like 30 million locations by 2025 is still on track, you know, despite all that. So, you know, maybe they're still feeling some of the, uh, the supply chain thing. Um, and then, you know, again, Netflix is always kind of the first one out of the shoot for us on the earnings yeah. they're right at the beginning of the week and it's almost like the world's like oh netflix is back from the dead you know like because it lost some customers <laughs> in the second quarter and they're like oh we got to do this ad right. they're gonna launch this ad tier ad supported tier and then they come out and they like blow the uh, uh the subscriber gains forecast out of the water and then everyone's just like oh streaming's great now you know <laughs> a few weeks ago yeah, right. <laughs> it was falling apart you know it just shows yeah. you just how the knee-jerk fickle reactions that you get um out of the uh, uh you know out of the industries we cover sometimes um mm -hmm. i yeah. feel like they did recently um they've they've launched a lot of uh interesting content i was talking to a friend yesterday there's a show, I think The Good Nurse is coming out um, later this month with like Jessica Chastain and, and Eddie Redmayne. And I was like, dang, they got some good actors coming. So is that like maybe they thing? threw, threw the some nurse? more money at it. Yeah, I, th I think, I think it's like based the good on a wife true story. or something. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this, this one I think is based on a true story of a nurse who oh, is like doing going, some shady stuff. Like they're like, are they reimagining every show on the face of the earth? Yeah, I thought it was like it was a, the, the recent Good Wife tell. wasn't good enough. They got to do another one now. Like it's, something, it's something different. It's, you know, it's like when they're wife. talking about. She's now a good nurse. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the, it, it, that's a good point about yeah. the culture of of IP and I guess uh, uh, you know Hollywood 
storylines and stuff is that uh, if you uh, IP meaning intellectual property, since we're talking to a telecom audience in this case, yeah, different IP. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but if you just wait long enough, the show that you meant to get around and watch will be completely remade, and then you can just catch catch up with the new show. So that's what I'm I'm holding out on a couple of long term series. It used to be prestige television, yeah. And I'm just waiting for them to ge- get completely remade with new actors, so I can just catch up on the new one. Yeah. And not well, even, the one that yeah. the, the old one, the one that uh, you know was like the perfect example of doing that and actually doing a good job in my mind. And maybe I'm like dating myself is like Battlestar Galactica, right? It was like there in the the seventies or. Eight, again, it was 80s, I'm sorry. Yeah, and yeah. it was kind of a campy, yeah, it was kind of a goofy thing. And then uh, the reimagined one on sci-fi was very serious and uh, yeah, it was really yeah. riveting. I mean, they, they did a really good job with it. Was it serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was very, real serious. I'm going I'm to put set myself up for some backlash here, but like yeah. I, I had trouble getting into it. Oh, they really? kept, don't they say like fracking or something and yeah like, yeah that, that's just... kind of their their cuss word that's right yeah yeah, yeah Maybe that, to get was, the that was definitely uh <laughs> that was definitely a, uh, a, an yeah. old school yeah an old school tv uh leftover thing yeah. was that in the future we don't have real, real cuss words <laughs> that was cool that was great i will okay they screwed that part uh, up. The, the whole cussing part but, but yeah, yeah the, the, everything else i like it's a good point though i mean <laughs> There, you know, all these shows are bound to be remade eventually because the the there's not enough new stuff coming on board, mm-hmm. or at least these studios don't know how to get a hold of new stuff quickly enough to get yeah. people interested in it and to get stuff made. So it's easier to just keep, yeah. you know, rolling out the same things over and over again. Um, but yeah, Netflix is, uh, you know, the the ad tier thing happens in November, right? Is that when yeah, that starts? Yeah, it's like a dozen countries during the during the, in November, and I think the the U.S. is kind of in a second wave of launches, and I think it, yeah. uh, it's like basic with ads are calling it at six ninety nine. Uh, uh, the, they 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 made some improvements. Like at least it's in HD now. Like the original basic Netflix tier was only in standard def, so they made they made everything HD. You only get one I think one stream or something, but uh, and not the full right, catalog. Yeah. You know they're kind of being a little squishy about uh, you know what movies oh, or TV okay. shows won't make it because they need to rework some of the uh, rights uh, for for the ad supported tier um i don't know if it's going to change the way i do it i mean i i kind of on a family plan anyway just uh with kids and mothers-in-law and you know here in the house kind of uh, all on board with it but yeah. uh yeah i don't know what about you guys uh, i mean uh, any interest in flipping over there because i know that that's one concern is like are they gonna can't you know uh, cannibalize or uh, have a lot of some customers downgrade We've been subscribing long enough that, uh, you know, that I, that it's kind of baked into our, our household entertainment budget. So it's one of those that if we ever got rid of Netflix, it would be because we were replacing it with like Peacock or something else that we were paying full price for. Okay. So it's, it's, so yeah, it's just been kind of there for us and we haven't really, and especially with the, you know, the, the seasons of the British baking show and whatever, if I get rid of it, I'll, I'll have to go. Um, I'll have to sleep out in the backyard or something. So <laughs> you'll be kicked um, out. Okay, so yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, it's already it's already built into our family budget. I imagine there's a lot of people that way, especially yeah. with multiple folks in a household. But you know, if I had held out and and had just recently uh, cut the cord from cable and was looking around at my options, I might actually start out with the most basic tier just to see, you know, how how uh, big a deal it really is. Yeah, you know, kind of get I a think taste. That's how a lot of people get a taste, see what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe some other people will do that, right? You know, kind of get a a gateway into it and check it out you know, at that price. And if they're like, yeah. Hey, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm really enjoying the content. I'm not enjoying the ads as much. Maybe they'll, they'll bump it up. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, yeah. And I think Kelsey, what about you? Are you, are you a, a Netflix subscriber or do you, uh, or, or, or might you be now that we have the, the ad tier? Yeah, we, we have Netflix um, and we're kind of, um, on the family approach, same with Jeff. Uh, and I have a couple other um, streaming services like the Disney Plus bundle. And then, you know, Prime comes just with our um, Prime account and Hulu's under the Disney Plus bundle. Um, but yeah, we kind of add and take away uh, depending on what we're interested in watching. And uh, I do like with um, like YouTube TV, you can kind of add channels um that will you pay through your prime account and it's really easy to add and remove them um so i might add something just to watch a specific movie and then take it off later (laughs) yeah it's a jeff's point i think that's what we're gonna have to get used to from a from a coverage standpoint is that the consumer choice is it's it's really really easy now for consumers to sign up for stuff and drop stuff you know, a month at a time. And so there's going to be some wild fluctuation between the different services, depending on who has what sounds like the better content lineup coming into, you know, the beginning of a month. Uh, People reassess their budget sometimes on a monthly basis, and they might look at a couple of things and be like, well, I don't want to miss this series, but I'm pretty sure I can drop these other two because if I'm watching this, I won't have time anyway. And now they can actually do that. Whereas mm-hmm. before, I mean, you remember, you know, like calling and canceling or yeah. adding anything to a cable subscription was like uh, almost a week long process. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah I think churn is a big I thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some, app, I can't remember the name of the app, but there's like an app you can download that um, somehow um, aggregates all your subscriptions and tells you like what you're paying uh, total each, each month. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, but do I really want to know <laughs> at the same time, like how much money yeah, it's almost like throwing it all out of mind or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be, yeah. have the sticker. It, it, I don't, don't want to have the sticker shock. I want to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like, it, it is, it does help. I said, you know, bank of America and their, and their sort of statements are various banks are doing this now where they're kind of do a little bit of what you were talking about that app does it is, is it'll take things and kind of segment them for you and put it in a pie graph so you can kind of see it at a glance what you're spending and yeah it is pretty eye-opening especially if you especially if you go into um you know today's entertainment landscape with the thought of subscribing to something else besides pay tv as a way to save money trust me that's not what ends up happening <laughs> it's like yeah you i also usually with, end up spending more than you did before yeah with the new iphone it offered me uh three months of apple arcade uh for free and i'm like i don't even know if i want to try this because i'm probably going to get sucked in and <laughs> that's, that's like totally what happened 
Yeah. yeah. So I've been playing this game, Sneaky Sasquatch. <laughs> right. <is> <laughs> <laughs> Dan will come in. He's like, "Are you still? Are you playing Sneaky Sasquatch again?" I'm like, yep. yeah, <laughs> so good. See, I'm still catching up with Angry Birds, but that's in the arcade as well. <laughs> yeah. And there's a cool pinball game in there too. But otherwise, I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. never mind. Sneaky Sasquatch. It's really fun. It's this like little Sasquatch, and you're trying to like evade the park rangers. And um, I got my taxi license so I can drive people around, but I'm a terrible driver. So I'm always bumping into stuff. And I have like a three star average rating. Yeah, exactly. I have a terrible rating. So the taxi company won't like officially hire me. It's a whole thing. Okay. Well, that's more than I wanted to know. But thanks, Kelsey. You're welcome. (laughs) This review Um, brought to you by Kelsey. Yeah. I mentioned I like it a lot. (laughs) I think you did. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we'll have to send some Sasquatch merch your way. I guess that's the the next step. It'll be your it'll be your new identity. that's how podcasting works. As soon as you declare you like something, everybody everybody decides that's all, you know, this is all you're about. <laughs> um, yeah, so my uh, coverage this week, I, I uh, you know, so l- late last week, uh, I put out put up the post on AT&T and it's kind of, you know, the network tour we took and that sort of thing. Uh, kind of adding to that this week, I'm about to file a story on their mid-band uh, f- uh, 5G progress and what they've been able uh, to or what what enabled them to be able to grow uh, uh, their mid-band spectrum uh, and deploy it more, more quickly than they anticipated. Um, a lot of that, interestingly, is um, you know the supply chain issues were not as bad as they thought, uh, and then secondarily, they said they made some technology and architectural changes um, that were uh, that they did not disclose, but they said helped them deploy more quickly and reach more people with fewer assets in the field. So um, I think that's remarkable. And I guess we'll see if that has a bearing on the quality of the connection that people have, whether they feel like their coverage is good enough and whether they feel like their coverage is fast enough. Because one of the things about you know mid-band spectrum is it is the Goldilocks spectrum. So it's not as great as millimeter wave, but also... Uh, you know, and it doesn't reach through as many places as the low band spectrum, but it does give you a very healthy connection through most scenarios that you're going to run into. And it does broaden their coverage tremendously. And that's why T-Mobile is actually in the lead right now, you know, in terms of uh, mobile subscribers, because they were the first to get out the most mid band spectrum in the U S and, um, you know, and, I, and I'm a, a T-Mobile customer on the wireless side for that very reason. Um, it, it just simply covers my neighborhood a lot better um, and a lot more, uh, you know, I have a lot more of a clear connection on their network than I had previously with the other two. So we'll see if, uh, you know, see if that affects AT&T, uh, and, you know, in the, in the coming quarters. Too early to tell now, but you know, the executives we talked to have already said that that's helping out with the uh, uh, the, the quality of connection and that they they said they're getting uh, better customer feedback and stuff like that. And so maybe it maybe it is starting to have an effect. Well, it's interesting that they're you know, they're definitely going to use it for mobile. Right. Because um, I think midband can is uh, kind of being touted as well, like a technology you could do for fixed wireless access. But that. Again, and AT&T just kind of reiterated it 
on their earnings call, and that is, yeah, that, you know, fixed wireless is going to be you know, a piece of the puzzle, a very you know, kind of a small piece. It'll have a be a part of the portfolio, uh, but they're not going to lean on it very heavily. Definitely going to be using that mid-band stuff for mobile, whereas you know, T-Mobile, yeah. you know, a different story. So. That's what's interesting about the carriers comparing themselves to one another in general is that they do come from such completely different starting points that the comparisons are almost, you know, silly in a way. Um, Obviously, T-Mobile is higher on uh, fixed wireless access, and it's doing a bang up job of getting people signed up, turned on and deployed. I think they're like the ninth largest ISP in the country right now. And that's from zero a couple of years ago. So they're, they're you know, huge uh, already. Um, but with AT&T, of course, it's a different story. AT&T is looking down the road and saying, well, yeah, FWA is cool. But if we get people on our fiber network, they're going to spend a lot more money in the short term. And they'll stay with us a lot longer because it really is yeah. hard to get a fiber customer to churn. Once you've had that fiber to the home connection, it's uh, it's you're you're their customer for life unless they just seriously um, screw up their pricing and uh, and that seems that seems to be playing out in the earnings as well. So I think they're yeah, um, yeah it's two completely different strategies. And I guess caught in the middle somewhere is Verizon. You know they went down the path of being all about fiber at one point, then they sold a bunch of their fiber assets, and now they're all about five G and fixed wireless, but they're not doing as well as T-Mobile. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to see what Verizon Yeah, they're kind of in the middle. Over the long yeah, time. you're right. If you look yeah. at the spectrum in terms of where they're focusing their businesses, yeah. yeah. Google Fiber yeah, they're, came they're, to our neighborhood um, several months ago and everybody was really excited and we're watching them, you know, put the fiber in and uh, we were going to switch over and they just like couldn't make it work. And I kept seeing technicians yeah. out trying to fix things and we hmm. keep getting um, coupons in the mail, but it's, I, I think just because we had the, not the best experience initially of trying to get it installed and, and playing kind of phone tag with them that it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting too. Cause if you see the, the, when, when, when a carrier tries a new approach to reach broadband customers, it's, it's really interesting to see like your, and we didn't have the advent of this a few years ago, but you see your, uh, your local next door app or your Facebook group with your homeowners association or just wherever your neighbors kind of congregate online. You see the, these wildly different experiences from the same exact company and the same exact technology just within a few streets of you. And it's quite, uh, interesting to see how, um, just, just how varied the the experiences are. Like some people have no luck at all, and they cite you know all these terrible things happening. Other people they connect right away, everything's great, you know, and whatever. And so I I, I always kind of marvel at how phone company or telcos and whatever can kind of compile and deal with all that because it really it 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 so depends on where your house is and mm-hmm. what's around you as to like how how well your network connection's ever going to get. Yeah. And then there's also that like human error component of the, the users just messing yeah. things up or, or just like not knowing what they're doing or, um, you know, maybe their hardware sums up. So. 
or you just have, like I said, sometimes it's the the neighborhood itself. Like mm -hmm. um, the place we lived in previously had a lot of wiring, uh, both from cable and telcos that came from uh, uh, phone poles that were um, bordering the property on the backside. And all of our neighborhood kind of backed up to these poles. And almost every time we had a windstorm or serious rain, it would take out somebody's service somehow. <laughs> and, you know, because they were just sitting in between a bunch of trees, so oh. limbs would fall on them. We had that out east. Squirrels yeah. would chew wires. <laughs> the poles themselves would lean into things. <laughs> and it was just, it was just chaos. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you go to a place like that, you just go like, oh, yeah, every... Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So-and-so doesn't have very good service here. And it's like, if you dig a little deeper, you find out that, well, they do have decent service. It's just that they're supplying that service by stringing a wire from a 50 yeah. year old pole. That's <laughs> got a red Oak tree that's leaning on it. <laughs> and, and you know, then your connection goes to hell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was connection talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe somewhat tree talk. We went from Netflix to this. What happened? Tree talk. Um, so I guess we could wrap up here because we're, we're kind of hitting the 25 minute mark. Is there anything else you guys were, uh, uh, you know, covering this week that you want to alert anybody to? No, I think I got to pitch yeah. something about New York being like the best spot for, I think it said for like vampires or some things. And how I was just like delete, like I don't even have the energy. Oh, to... We're getting all of our, uh, yeah, that's a good point. We're getting all of our uh, Halloween pitches yeah. from PR agencies who have no idea what we do for a living. We just ended up on a media list oh, at yeah. some point in our past. I got one like that so. from uh, the internet. Uh, was it IHOP now? The Their scary pancakes. <laughs> it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, that's right in our uh, wheelhouse. Yeah. Scary pancakes. Yeah. You should go just, right. just to see if you can get some free pancakes. There you go. Okay, everybody. If you happen to see me online, my new nickname for all my uh, all my social media handles will be Scary Pancakes. Uh, You're welcome. And, uh, and hey, guess what? Uh, that concludes your notebook dump for the work week ending Friday, October 21st. And thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. <laughs>